Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. So, Michelle? Yeah? I'm having an okay day. That's good. (laughs) Well, you know all about it, because I can't not scream it from the hilltop after having so many bad days Mm -hmm. in a row. In fact, did we record? We recorded last Wednesday, right? Or did we do Thursday? Um, no, we did Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah. In fact, the last time we recorded when I was like toward the end of the show, I was like literally losing my train of thought so much. I just like s- steered us to ending the show. Mm-hmm. That was the, one of the worst days I ever had being sick. Wow. Cause that was the day that I had the insane, impossible indigestion and then the chills. Mm hmm. Uh, (laughs) and weird enough and chills without fever, which I still am weirded out by. Mm -hmm. It's really weird. Um, it's super weird. But, uh, also that was the first time I ever had full body chills. I've had chills, but never like my whole body. I was like laying in bed shivering. It was really fucking scary. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it was a good time, but things have been gradually improving since then. Um, and it was also funny because that like only like two days earlier or something, I kind of came out publicly and said like, Hey, all of my friends, if you notice I'm not interacting so much, it's cause I'm actually incredibly ill and have been kind of keeping it a secret. I don't know about secret. Like anybody who talked to me, I'd be like, I don't feel very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I felt bad cause some people would like write to me and, and they'd be surprised that it would like take me a real, you know, it would take me days to get back to them or, or like I would say I was going to post something they sent me on Instagram and then it would be days. Yeah. Uh, of not doing something as easy as posting something on Instagram. It's because I was just laying on the couch because <laughs> I was super sick because, um, uh, you know, without clinical data, it's very likely I had the thing. Mm-hmm. I would I can't, I, I, and uh, the, the doctor that I, uh, you know, speak with, um, well, both of them, the two doctors, the one that's a friend and the one that's more of a professional acquaintance. Uh, they're like, I don't know what else it would be, man. I mean, like they were like, it could be something neurological or something, but, uh, we would only assume that if there wasn't something going around that causes all of the issues you're having. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, the chills, that was like the final straw of like, yeah, it's the thing. Cause that's a part of the thing. So I, for me, for you, the final straw would have been that you were like, oh, I guess I do have shortness of breath. And I was like, eh. you know what? Okay. No one ever properly defined shortness of breath. And I'm a bad person. When I, <laughs> When I started having horrible lethargy to the point where I could barely like get up and do stuff, I was like, I must be depressed and not working hard enough on my emotional health, okay? And then when I got winded walking from the bathroom to the couch, I thought it was because I was fat from being <laughs> depressed, okay? That's, but that's the truth, but okay? But just all well, of a sudden, honest, you were just like, wow, I just suddenly can't do this anymore. That's how it works. You don't understand. You're skinny and, and very well adjusted.
Oh, man, that's not fair for the people who are only listening via podcast. That that's expression okay. you made. Oh my god! But no, I, 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 it's it's hard though. It's like there are certain um, symptoms of physical ailments that could easily be psychological. You know, it, it, that's why, like, th- that's a big thing. Like, uh, hey, you know, I have Lyme disease. Do you? Mm-hmm. It seems like I do, but you might not actually have Lyme disease. So, uh, you know, and I've had plenty of battles with, you know, uh, depression, making me fatigued and making me unmotivated. But number one, it's been more than 10 years since it lasted more than like a day or two. <laughs> That's yeah. number one. Of course, in the lockdown, things were different, you know, cause being isolated and stuff definitely made me, made me more depressed more often. But still it lasted so long that I was actually like wondering if I had like, some like serious malaise, you know, some kind of like thing I needed to to see a medical doctor to stop. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, the more it went on and the more I realized like, wow, I like can't even, well, you know, the big thing was my major infection was, was, was in my guts. So, which is, which is a symptom of, of the thing, but it's also not a common symptom of the thing. You know, I mean, it's like, it's like something like about 60% of people get kind of the when one you hear about the most losing mm-hmm. your sense of taste, you know, respiratory infection, stuff like that. So I thought I had food poisoning and a really, really, really bad case of food poisoning. Um, and I still, I still would have thought I had food poisoning if I hadn't had now going on five weeks of residual exhaustion and headaches. And then those chills, that was the moment I was like, okay, this really can't be in my head anymore. Cause like Mm -hmm. I was literally freezing cold, even though I wasn't cold. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I, you know, I want everyone to know, you know, I'm a big boy. So when I started having chills and shivering, I was positive. I was dying. Like I was positive that when I fell asleep, I wasn't going to wake up. So I refused to take any medicine that made me drowsy or my anxiety medicine because I figured it would kill. It would make me die easier. And I pulled Henwolf up into the bed with me, which she does not. Not only does she not sleep in the bed with me, she doesn't like the bed very much because it doesn't have a very stable footing. She does. She has to like figure out how to walk on it because it like I have a pillow top and stuff. So she didn't like it very much, but she plopped down next to me, and I literally just like had my arm on Henwolf's back while she snored, and I put on Terminator Two on the TV, and I was like, if I'm gonna go out, I'm going out this way. I'm going out my way. <laughs> Going out cuddling my best buddy dog and watching T2. God fucking damn it. So I had a long night. Um, in fact, um, when I woke up the next day, the first thought I had was that I wanted to call you and be like, let's do another podcast. And I want to talk about exactly how awful that was. And then I realized that I was literally like too depleted in every way to try. I mean, like I just was too depleted in every way. So, uh, in fact, uh, yeah, I mean, I was like, I was so depleted. I could barely talk about it just to a friend, let alone sit down and turn on a special light and connect the thing and put the microphone into the face and, you know, (laughs) all that (laughs) stuff. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty difficult. So I don't know. I thought maybe, you know, 
maybe I should share what I went through because maybe it's valuable. Sure. Yeah. Um, and because I don't have a concept to talk about today. <laughs> um, and I didn't want to just do uh, another Michelle quiz yet. I want to find the right quiz before I put you through that again. Um, so, but you know, it, it's, I want to, and I wanted to talk about it because I wa- I did want to kind of put that out into the ether um, to be accountable for the way I treated myself through being sick a lot mm-hmm. of the time, which was just to constantly doubt that I was sick and to constantly blame myself for the things I couldn't do because I was sick, which I don't think any of that is, is good or healthy. No, probably not. <laughs> so, um, and I mean, I don't want, you know, people to, this show is for people who would like to know me a little bit more than they might just from like watching a, a, a movie or, or listening to, you know, a more, and a more like show busy podcast, like weekly spooky is more about like creating a, a show atmosphere as to where this is a conversational atmosphere. But like, I have, I've had problems with just kind of doubting myself. And and most of the time in my life, when I've had a general malaise, I just had to one day I had to get up and be like, no more, I got to do something. And I couldn't do that. And I still Mm -hmm. can't really, I'm right now. It's a Wednesday uh, that we're recording this. This is the third day that I felt kind of better. And today was a big step up. Like I've gotten more done before we recorded this at 2 PM than I would get done on a normal day by myself. Wow. I mean, and, and, but my instinct is great. So once I'm done recording this, I'm resting the rest of the day because I'm too afraid that tomorrow I'll be, I'll be like completely laid up on the couch, which will make me, you know, depressed again. And that Mm -hmm. was the other and that was the other thing that, and I talked, I've talked to some people who were definitely, uh, COVID long haulers, like 100% guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And they said a lot of the same things. They were like, one of the hardest parts about going through this is that you feel better for two or three days and then you feel worse, mm-hmm. you know, and, but you're like three or four weeks out at least. And all of a sudden you're, you're getting worse. Yeah. And that's really hard because most of the time, you know, most of us, our experiences with illness are the flu and colds and, you know, and, and injuries, you mm-hmm. know, uh, cause I would cause, you know, being injured is kind of like being sick. I mean, especially if you were like, you know, when you had your shoulder surgery, it's like, I mean, you weren't literally sick, but you had to rest and recover and right. your system was messed up. It's like being very sick, you know, right. you're recovering. Um, so it's like, Oh God. Um, and oh yeah, and I still have brain fog, so I lost my train of thought a little bit just now. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, so but I'm not used to like having a flu, and then the main symptoms of the flu being gone, and then going like, hey, you know, I'm sleeping a little bit better, I'm less congested, and then like after three days of that, it's like, oh, now I'm just more congested again. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had that happen to me, mm-hmm. at least not over the course of a month and a half. Yeah, I I just want to say also, like, not just the long haulers go through that with COVID. Like, I mean, in a shorter span, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, I like, I like, or feel, I'm feeling a lot better. I'm probably fine. And then they just like totally crash again. Um, Yeah, no, I've heard about that as well. Yeah. So, and, and, and that's the, so that's the thing that's been like the weirdest has been like when shortness of breath is a good example. I didn't understand that shortness of breath. I just, it didn't click in my head that like me being winded 
when I did stuff with shortness of breath. I know that that sounds silly now. It sounds silly to me. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I didn't make the connection. It just, I was like, no, I'm winded because like I'm, I'm fatter than I was because of all the lockdown and eating junk food and, and, uh, I'm I'm that. And then also I have like way less stamina because like I've been sick for a while. So I haven't been walking the dogs. I haven't been, I mean, I've been like taking the trash out is like the big moment of the day. Uh, in fact, I remember last Wednesday when I, the day that I got really, really sick, we had a beautiful day out. It was like 66 degrees outside. And I went out to the shed, which by the way, I paid off today. The Yay! shed is paid off. Yay. That's from my stimmy, which was $600 less than they said it would be when people were voting. So, <laughs> um, but no, so I paid off my shed, but uh, I went out to my shed because, you know, all my, all my uh, spring, summer, fall stuff is in there all winter. You know, mm-hmm. my chairs and stuff like that. And I got out my favorite chair, which is this awesome zero-G reclining chair for backyards. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to sit out. I'm going to enjoy the smells. I'm going to enjoy the sun. I'm going to hang out with the dogs. And I literally, like, opened up the shed, pulled open the door, grabbed the chair, which is just a folding outdoor chair. You know, mm-hmm. it's not much. It's like, it's maybe a little, it's like as heavy as two beach chairs. It's okay. heavy, but it's not insanely heavy because it is made out of like thick material. Mm-hmm. So like I walk it to the thing and I remember I set it down and opened it up and then sat down and was like, I was <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> like, like, oh my God. Okay. We're done. It's I'm going to sit on this for the rest of my life now. I'm going to die. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, but it all makes, it all seems so obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, but then there's also the element where it's like, you know, what do you hear all day, every day? Uh, you know, uh, dry cough, uh, you know, um, you know, dry cough, fatigue, uh, body aches, fever, you know, you hear those things, but then it's like also everything else too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can basically be everything. And yeah. like, I even had, uh, I even had a guy on Facebook when I, when I you know came out and said like, yeah, I probably had the thing. Don't worry. It's been, you know, three weeks. I'm not giving it to anybody. Like, it's just, you know, whatever. And one guy said like, did you lose your sense of taste? And I said, no. And he was like, then it probably, then it wasn't COVID. You'd know if you had COVID cause you'd lose your sense of taste. And then, uh, somebody commented, said it's 60% of people who get COVID have an effect on their, on their olfactories. Mm-hmm. It's it's not everybody at all. Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah, man, I, 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 I mean, this, it wasn't, I, mean, I was only suspicious. I, I asked my mother's doctor cause my doctor retired. I asked my mother's doctor, you know, and she's he's like, uh, sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even sound that shocked either. He was like, nah, he probably just had that. Cause it's kind of going around. I don't know if you heard. Um, yeah. I, I just, <laughs> um, like, I just, I'm surprised. Like, not surprised you didn't think it was that, but a little bit surprised because anytime anybody tells me they have anything, I just assume it's COVID because there's, like, literally nothing else going around right now because of all of, like, the, the like, hygiene and stuff. The flu really isn't going around. Like, there really, like, there's not much going around. So it, it really felt like food poisoning, though, and I had just eaten something unusual that I don't mm-hmm. normally eat. I'm being yeah. like dead serious. Yeah, like, no, I, I understand, but I do. Yeah, but I like I as soon as anybody feels anything, I just assume they have COVID. Like, so I sure. assumed you have COVID. I I guess I burnt out on that after like eight months because there was because I got sick to my stomach once before and mm-hmm. assumed I had COVID, but mm-hmm. that was like yeah. a long time back. Yeah. So I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I didn't 
you know, go, oh, it's just food poisoning. Let me go and lick everybody at the grocery store. I, I mm-hmm. did stay home and I canceled all of my social stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not that you really want to hang out with people a lot when you're crapping your brains out in pain, but I did, <laughs> I did, I did decide not to be around anybody except for Rachel, who is, you know, my caregiver and mm-hmm. who, let's be frank, probably gave it to me. When, when, when I want like a, something that costs a dollar, I just mm-hmm. go like, I just go like, I guess it's too much for the person you probably gave COVID to. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but no, so yeah, um, it was, it was a lot to, to deal with and and a lot to like deal with emotionally, just kind of stopping to stopping the doubt of myself to go like, no, maybe you're actually sick and you gotta listen to your body. Cause it really, it really is hard. Cause for me, anytime I've ever been full of malaise, I've been like, well then fuck this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, uh, you know, for a walk every day until I start feeling stronger, you know, like you can't do that. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work in this in this circumstance. It'll actually make you feel worse. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and that was oh, and that was the other fun thing. So if we're if we're gonna talk about this at length, which I suppose we are, mm-hmm. um, and you're right, I think that it is smart to just assume anything going around is COVID. It's just it makes all the sense in the world now. Like I don't even think you're vaguely overreacting by saying that. I'm like, no, you're right. Why didn't I? Mm-hmm. I was so sick, <laughs> but, um, and, and the main awfulness was only about three days, but then everything just, Oh my God, the headaches. And I had muscle aches, which I didn't, again, I didn't think anything about because I'm just so friggin' lazy stuck at home. I'm like, yeah, I groan when I get up. And then all of a sudden I was like, and then all of a sudden I'd realize after I did some stuff, I'd be like, shit, <laughs> like I have soreness and aches. God damn it. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't like, the chills or anything. They weren't like, Oh my God, in my face, just like the shortness of breath. Isn't like, you've heard how much I'm talking right now. I'm suffering. I'm suffering from it right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like walking around and stuff, I get winded, but I can talk like this, like all day long. And occasionally I'll have to go, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it's not granted. It's gotten better, but the last few weeks of shows while we've been talking, we've been just, you know, pretending that I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great. Well, no, I mean, it's not like it would have done any good to be like, hey, guys, I don't feel very good. It wouldn't have hurt so. anything, though. <laughs> I just wanted to have fun because all day long was me going, I just need to eat a chicken sandwich and lay down. You know, like mm-hmm. it just, it's not fun. I got, I, it got old real quick. So, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, so I would keep, I would keep doubting, you know, that I was actually sick, but then I would just get sicker and sicker. And I was like, dude, well, that's okay. Sicker and sicker is the wrong word. It would just keep lasting. That's really the the big thing Mm -hmm. is it just wouldn't go away. Yeah. It just stayed and stayed and stayed. And, and and it's funny because, you know, the first two weeks, two ish weeks, I treated it kind of like fun i was just like well i don't feel great so i just gotta stay home but at least i work from home i was barely working but i was like at least i just already was gonna be home Mm -hmm. 
So I would just be like, yeah, so I got some DoorDash and I got some Diet Cokes and I'm just going to drink a lot of fluids and watch and watch movies. And for like two weeks, I was just watching like two or three movies every night. And I was like, man, it's kind of nice. I mean, you know, it sucks that I have to nap a lot during the day and stuff, but like, I'm going to be okay. And then after three weeks, it was just like, I hate existence. Mm -hmm. I hate naps. I hate going to bed. Mm -hmm. I hate sitting. (laughs) Like, I, I don't like any of this and it's not, not fair. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that became apparent very quickly, uh, that I, that it was becoming a lot less fun. It's like camp for the first couple of weeks when you can, when you can carefree hang out. And, and I mean, I don't want, it's not like, it's not like it was the biggest suffering of my life, but you, you may not know this from the show, but I'm a somewhat high energy person. I like to do things. And I do, I do, you know, and, um, having a general fatigue all day long, like from the moment you wake up being like, I am not tired. Cause we all have those, like, I'm just tired all day, exhausted. Like the moment I wake up, I'm like, how much can I get done before I take the nap, the nap at noon? You know, how much can I get done before I take the nap at four? Mm-hmm. It was awful. It was awful. And it was depressing. It was demoralizing. You know, a couple of days of that, it's like, whatever, that's just what I need. But week upon week of that, just being your life is, is just really unpleasant. Yeah. So, um, but you wouldn't know Michelle because COVID doesn't love you. I'm sorry. It's okay. I know you want to believe that it loves you, but I don't think it loves you. Okay. I'm sorry. It's all right. So anyway, I don't know. I like, I don't know if I have much more to say on the topic, but, uh, but just that, yeah, it was just hard, you know, just holding out, you know, uh, uh, waiting it out was really hard. Oh, that's the one other thing I want to say. The most frustrating thing was not okay. I was about to say, was everybody telling me to talk to a doctor? That was not what was frustrating was talking to the doctor. Because it always went the same way. Mm-hmm. Like whether it was getting medical advice directly from a doctor or reading research about the illnesses, it was always the same. Mm-hmm. So, so it'd be like, have you talked to a doctor? I'm like, yeah. And I was like, what do they say? They said to listen to my body and rest and drink fluids. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and then it's like, oh my God, this new study came out that suggests maybe it's caused by this. And I'm like, great. That's amazing. And then I read it and it's like, so if that's the cause, make sure you rest and drink plenty of fluids. And I'm like, <sighs> yeah. And, and, and that happened multiple times too, where like different doctors were like, we're almost certain we figured out what causes these lingering symptoms. Mm-hmm. And then they'd all say like, and rest is the cure. And you're like, well, then what does it even matter? And that's what, that's what, uh, the doctor, uh, both of the doctors I talked to when they were like, um, don't, uh, uh, well, they didn't say don't get tested for antibodies, but they were like, if you want, mm-hmm. like, it's not, you know, the, that test isn't very accurate and the prognosis will be the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, if, it, if it's negative, then we'll be like, well, you better rest and drink fluids and see what happens. And if the prognosis is positive, we'll be like, well, you better rest and drink fluids and, and stuff like that. In fact, uh, my favorite was just the way, the way he, he was just, he was just like, I know you're not feeling very well and you're tired all the time. So do you want to go to a place and sit down and 
have them draw your blood and then have to get back in the car and drive all the way back home? Or would you rather just sit at home and have something to eat? You know, <laughs> I was like, yes, the second option does sound better. I will give you that, sir. You know, <laughs> so, but it was very frustrating. And, and I mean, you've had to bear the brunt of it as, as you know, one of my best friends of me just saying like, oh my God, I found a thing. And it says to rest and drink food. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, the only lead, there are two leads on trying to get better and they were mm-hmm. both wishy-washy science. One yeah. was taking vitamin D. Mm-hmm. I've been taking it for a week and a half now. Maybe it's helping. I got worse while I w- well, after I started it, but now I'm getting better and I'm still on it. So works the way vitamins work. You know, uh, they, they, it's, it's the idea that they're an immediate cure all is the real problem. It's like, mm-hmm. you can't just start taking vitamin D and you're going to clear up in a week or two. It's, it's yeah. like, you're supposed to take vitamin vitamins are supposed to be a part of your life. Yeah. Uh, you know, that you consume them and it builds your immunities and it builds your whatever's and yada yadas. And sometimes shit just happens anyway. I was already on a, uh, a, a spread of vitamins meant to contribute to immune support. And I'd been on them for the entire lockdown basically. Mm-hmm. So, but you could still get sick because life yeah. happens. Yeah, um, I mean, but, yeah. So please. I was just gonna say. Also, this is a totally new virus, which means you don't have any immunity to it, and so you can't boost the immunity that you don't have. Um. So yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, the other option people were telling me about that they were saying works really well is getting IV injected uh, vitamins. Some people have have claimed that people with this this syndrome that when they get IV vitamins they notice a difference like immediately, like it's like as if the vitamins aren't making it to their system through their mouths for some reason. Mm-hmm. I looked into it because I was like, you know what? Maybe no. It is really expensive. The nearest place is twenty five to thirty five minutes from me. Mm-hmm. It's one hundred and fifty dollars for a dose. Wow. And they recommend you do five. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I chose to just stay on my couch and <laughs> watch TV and drink fluids. Yeah. So, but I will say, I mean, like, oh man, what a level of frustration to, to have the prognosis be the same no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was very frustrating. And, and it was hard to explain to people because they would just be trying to help. And I'd be like, I tried what you said and it just made me more mad. I just need to rest. <laughs> like. Like I, and, but their hearts are all in the right place. They're like, I want to cure you. And I'm like, great. Thanks for nothing. You know, it's not their fault. They just want to help. It's mm-hmm. just, I've been, the hardest part about all this is being unable to be proactive about it. Like, yeah, you know, uh, it's not like, well, if you hop on a, on a bus and go to this one specialist, you'll be able to knock it out. No, there's nothing like that. There's no, you know, do this, do that. Nothing. It's mm-hmm. just hang out and rest, which I'm already bad at always have been bad at resting. Um, luckily that first week and a half, I like literally couldn't stay conscious when it was time for a nap. It, it would like, I would sit down on the couch and I'd be like, Oh, it's three 30. I'm just. And then I'd wake up and like wipe the spit from my face and be like, I guess it's dinner time. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. So Yeah. I'm just now like my stomach is just now getting better uh, fully because I spent a couple of days only eating like tuna fish and rice and crackers and like light can soup. 
Ah, life is so good. Oh, but you know what I'm doing tonight? I because I, I can eat again mm-hmm. without much issue. I am making um, a childhood classic meal, a meal that I used to eat as a kid all the time that I haven't had in like five, six, seven, eight, nine years, something like that. A lot of years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it was. It's one of the rare meals that my father cooked. Oh. Because as I've said on the show before, there's nothing, nothing will make you think more about your past and your experiences than being locked in your house for the year. <laughs> so, uh, but no, my dad uh, wasn't much of a cook, but he could, uh, he had two specialties that only he cooked. Um, although my mother started cooking this one because I asked her to, and it's not like it was difficult. My dad, it's not like my dad was like, uh, I'm a biker. I don't really know how to cook or anything, but, uh, here's your filet mignon, you know, uh, with a, <laughs> with a rice peel off. Uh, but my dad used to, used to take a uh, hamburger and just make it into patties and douse it in teriyaki sauce mm-hmm. and then, uh, just cook it on the, on the skillet and serve it with rice. And that was... Like one, mwah, that was one of my dad's like number one comfort meals slash only meals he could make. Well, you know, we were, we were in New Hampshire. So it was like, it was like, ah, you hungry? How about we go get a grinder? My dad didn't have that accent, but mm-hmm. we'd go get grinders. So, which I highly recommend. I mean, I wish I had a grinder right now. Sorry. I'll never have a grinder because my memory of them is probably inaccurate. So nothing will ever live up to the memory. <laughs> Uh, have you ever had a grinder? No. You you spent some time in New England, right? No, not really. I mean, I have, but not in, not not like <laughs> enough kidding. for to get like a grinder. Like <laughs> I never walked into like a gas station and said, "Give me a grinder." Exactly. Like uh, when was that going to happen? My my dad and I used to uh, used to grind. Gas station grinders was like a thing like a bonding thing he and I would do because mm-hmm. we, I would go see him in the summers in New Hampshire when I was, when I was a very little kid, like five, six, seven, eight. And, uh, we'd hop in his pickup truck and we would, uh, we would go out fishing. And one of the rules is you got to stop at one of those piddly, you know, convenience mark gas stations, you know, in the backwoods, you got to stop at one of those and get a grinder. Mm-hmm. You just gotta, oh, well, but of course you're, you're in New England. So you also got to stop at Duncan's, you know, Gotta stop at Duncan's and get yourself a get yourself a coffee. Um, but so I, I have a lot of good memories of sitting in dad's pickup truck and eating grinders before we went fishing. And then he'd get really mad at me because I didn't want to touch the worms. They're gross. I still have mm-hmm. not touched a worm as an adult. I did I touch a worm recently? I had to move it. <laughs> I like had to it was like on the driveway and I was like, go back. See, I would, I would like, I would go back inside and come back out with like five coat hangers. I had straightened out and like easy, <laughs> easy. So I'm like seven and a half feet away from it. <laughs> uh, earthworms are still one of my weird fears. Yeah. They're, they're uh, kind of, they're kind of gross. I don't really like them at all. Yeah. I didn't even like them because they, cause they, they're good at breaking things down. Like your hopes and dreams. Yeah, that's. I mean, like a, a, a worm just knocks on your door and you open it, and it's like all of your doubts—they're right. And then the worm just like puts on a Stetson hat and leaves. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, damn worms, so good at breaking things down. <laughs> 
I I was just especially because you know we were using them as bait, so you have to like their guts are everywhere. I just uh, no thanks. So my dad would have to bait my hook like the dainty flower I am, and uh, and that gradually would make him angrier and angrier. So uh, that he had to bait all my he couldn't I couldn't bait my own hook. Um, but uh, but no, so yeah, there were grinders. But anyway, so so yeah, uh, so dad would make this uh this. This just white rice and a friggin' uh, beef patty with teriyaki sauce all over it. And it was very tasty. Because teriyaki sauce is tasty. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make that tonight because I feel like it. Yeah. And because I have some ground meat that might go bad. So I yeah, should eat it. you should do it. Uh, the other the delicacy that my... Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Chicano snuck under my desk while I wasn't looking. And I Aww. think I just kicked him in the face. Aww. Are you okay, bud? He doesn't seem too betrayed. I mean, he'll never trust me again, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, uh, the other delicacy of my father's was, uh, scrambled eggs with sugar in them. Hmm. That's interesting. I think that was to get children to eat scrambled eggs. Maybe. Like, like, because, uh, I actually love, I've loved eggs since I was a very little kid. I've always loved eggs. Mm-hmm. I think that my other siblings did not want to eat their eggs. So my dad would put sugar in them to make, you know, kids want the eggs. Sugared eggs taste pretty good. Um, well, have you ever had egg sushi? Mm. No. Egg sushi? You've, how have you never had egg sushi? I'm not sure what you even mean when you say egg sushi. It's a little slab of egg on top of rice. Like, it's like egg nigiri. That's just egg on rice. With a piece of uh, of um, uh, a seaweed tying it on, yeah. Really? That's a type of sushi, a nigiri, a type of nigiri. I don't know. How do you how how do you not I've know? I've never that? ever even seen that before. It's called uh, tamago. Yeah, Japanese tamago. Isn't that isn't that just a word for egg? Yeah, tamago sushi. Okay, but I still don't know. I I mean, I, what? Why would well, I mean? Okay, I'm going to show you a picture. Okay. Look, listen to you with your phone not silenced during the show. I didn't want to. <laughs> I just got a redirect notice. Yeah, click on it. Uh, <laughs> no, now my phone's making all sorts of sounds. I don't understand why your phone is making sounds. Um, okay, I've still never seen this before. So, like, what did they, they just, like, they just, like, um, they scrambled the egg and then they made them in little strip things? Yeah, I, well, and they're, and they're, they're prepared. Yeah. Like, like, uh, they, like, uh, okay. Uh, the full name is Tamagoyaki. Uh, okay. It's a type of Japanese omelet, which is made by rolling together several layers of fried egg. These are often prepared in rectangular omelet pan called a makiyakinabi. Um, there are several types. It's made by combining eggs and sometimes sugar or soy sauce. Additionally, sake and mirin are used in some recipes. Uh, so my point was, before I realized that I was dealing with somebody who's completely and utterly uncultured, uh, I thought you you by law had to know everything Japanese. I don't understand I, how you didn't I'm know this. I'm still really confused. Like, what are you confused by? Th- that this exists because I've just never ever seen it. 
anywhere. It's very common when you order a platter of sushi um, to get that. Okay, I've just never experienced that. I'm before. sure. Yeah, I, be- I believe that you've never seen it. I just am shocked that you've never seen it. I'm yeah. But uh, it's pretty I'm good. Gonna... My po- <laughs> yeah, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, my my point was just that it's sweetened, and when <laughs> I eat it, it reminds me of my father's scrambled eggs. That was the entire. You ruined it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, what? You're gonna say something? Go no, on. No, I wasn't. No, no. Defend yourself. No, I'm just looking to see if I can even find that because I like on fine. DoorDash. Yeah. It's fine. I'll do it later. This is... And you call yourself a weeb. But... You don't even know about Tamayaki or whatever it's called. I don't know. Tamagoyaki. Yaki. But that's just the... That's the name... Generally call it Tamago is is what they generally call the sushi. Or Tamago sushi. Yeah, just eggs. Oh, your 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 laundry's done. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, it's you. Uh, uh, you're missing out, man. It's pretty tasty. I mean, it's I'm, not my favorite sushi by any stretch, but it's good. I mean, I I I I understand the concept of like egg on rice. I I just didn't know somebody would just like put a piece of egg on rice and be like, it's sushi, and then we go, yay. Listen, Japan has a lot of problems. Is this the one you want to start with? <laughs> this is the hill that I want to die on. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.